could cage me. They thought they could keep me down. Well, I was gone for one episode, but I'm back for another. It's one shot, one quill. I'm Spencer. And in fact, I'm th at the end of the day, I'm the only host left. Ben's gone. Highlander, there can be only one. One Shot, One Quill is a fantasy tabletop podcast where normally Ben and I, the, the handsome, disappeared, um, ever-elusive Ben Morrison, slippery, greased-up pick of a man, you can never get, a, never get a handle on him. He's here one day, gone the next. He might be your dad. We talk about randomly generated tabletop adventures. One-shots, if you will. We take uh, suggestions from Twitter, and then we uh, randomly roll those up. We pick uh, a premise and two items that you would find in an adventure, and, and we cobble them together. We bash them together by the face, by the scruff of their necks, uh, to try and make something passable that you and your, your players could get through in one night. Uh, typically, they're based around fantasy. We've done sci-fi, we've done westerns, um, and today... Uh, I'm joined by my, my interview host. Um, he's, he's world renowned. He's hosting his, he's promoting his new book. Um, the rage never stops coming out now in bookstores everywhere. Nathan, how Hello. are you? How are you, my brother? Oh, I just blew the levels out on that one. All right. Going to compress that one after the fact, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. How are we all doing? Nathan, welcome to the show. Would you say you've, you've heard the show? Yes. I have listened to two episodes of the show, yes, perfect, and the rest of it I will not listen to out of just pure brotherly. It, it, I must, I must antagonize you, or I will not get you into your final form. It's only fair. I think that's really what drives the two of us as content creators. You have a show that I've listened to probably, I think, like a cumulative. Now I've listened to far more than two episodes as a thing, but in the grand scheme of it, um, I've listened to an equal percentage of your show as you have listened to this one. <laughs> that is that. That seems fair to say. Um, I, th I think I think percentage wise, you may have it. Yes. And for that reason, I think we we drive each other to keep one upping to, to try and finally make the thing that ropes the other one in. The difference is you listen to my show backwards like a lunatic. Yeah. And I don't understand. That. I do. Yes. Sort of like how I've gotten through a lot of shows is like a psychopath. I do the most current episode. And then I just kind of go backwards. And then when a new one comes out, I'll come back and all the way for it's like pulp fiction i do pulp fiction but for podcast that's probably a podcast right now pulp fiction for podcasts <laughs> it probably exists it, it's, it's already a thing um pulp fiction for podcast yeah, i don't except know. quentin tarantino didn't want me to watch the movie that way it's he he gave me a regular <laughs> produced movie and i grabbed the reel and i cut it up in different places and i said no this is how i want to enjoy it <laughs> <sighs> you can't tell you can't tell me you weird foot fetishist you <laughs> <laughs> this is also what ha Nathan and I haven't had a chance to record with each other for nigh on like four months. It's been a minute. I say haven't had the chance. Um, that speaks more to both of our willpower and scheduling than actual circumstances. Yeah. But which is none and poor. There you go. The only reason this is happening now is because a responsible adult, Ben Morrison, um, it needs this show to come out every Tuesday. So if you want more Cock and Bull podcast, Ben has to become our manager. That's. That's just how it works. That's that's the rule. Nathan, today, yes. to make this show happen, I need you to fill in Ben's role and roll me some numbers. So we need a one out of 14 premises we're working with today. Uh, three. Three. The party is approached by an NPC that claims to have detailed evidence of an assassination plot. The NPC even shows them plans that he stole from the assassin. After the attempt is made, the PCs are framed and the detailed evidence that they've been given 
is found in their room at the inn. Mm. Mm. Good, good. A devilish setup. I feel like this is the the second I've been framed we've had in the last like three episodes. It's becoming a trend. <laughs> Uh, it's it's a solid premise. What are you going to do with it? It's a good premise. You don't throw them out. I'm just saying. We have a lot of uh, items that claim to do one thing but actually do another, and we have a lot of I've been framed, and it's been a while, but Quest Giver Bad has made its comeback. That's a trope we've we've relied on for this show. <laughs> how about two How about two items to back this up? Sounds good. What dice am I rolling that for that? 16 options today, sir. Star- is it? Four. Four. A failed attempt at selectively breeding a disenchanter beast, simply called a misenchanter beast. It operates just like its relatives, but instead of just removing enchantments from magical items, the misenchanter beast adds a different enchantment in its place. Uh, Good to know. If anyone's not familiar with these things, I think the last version of D&D they were in was a long time ago. It was probably second edition. Um... But a disenchanter beast, it, you can probably find it, Pathfinder would be the closest, like, modern analog you're going to find, but a disenchanter. It, sort of, it looks like a blue camel with an elephant's trunk. And this thing is uh, very intelligent. It covets magical energy, and so, like, it can sniff it out with its little snoot. Um, and much like uh, Nunu from the Teletubbies, this thing wants to suck stuff up, and so it approaches parties... And it's very passive. It's very friendly. <laughs> and the, that's that's the kicker, because if it gets its little snoot into your bag or up against your, like, magic sword, your magic shield, it just sticks its little trunk onto it and it <laughs> sucks all the magic off of it and makes it a mundane item, um, which makes them incredibly dangerous. If you have, like, even a legendary artifact, it can just, <laughs> sorry, your sun sword is a is a sword handle. Uh, I don't make the rules. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I do. I'm a DM. I'm God, but yeah, I don't like you today. And what sucks is it's just it's a it's a social animal. It's it wants to meet people. It wants to come explore, and it's very curious. But the downside is it also uh, it ruins items. Uh, it ruins items and makes people hate it. It's it's cursed. Exactly. It's a it's a very innocent animal, but it just accidentally does terrible things. Um. So we have a botched version of that, a misenchanter, which doesn't delete the enchantment. It just replaces it with something different how how you would go about doing that is we don't really get into the nitty-gritty but i think you could do like a rollable table of sorts um whole bunch of ways whole bunch of ways you could do that you could even just roll for a different magic item off the magic items table and just put its effect onto whatever you're holding that i like I, i i enjoy a sword uh, having the properties of, like, a cloak or something like that. That just feels fun to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Like, congrats. You don't have a drift globe. You have a, you have a drift shield. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Dumbest fucking magic item I've ever seen. But uh, let's get a second item in here. Second item... Six! Six. Okay. Um, vertical slide flute. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this magical flute allows the user to elevate themselves up to 25 feet by blowing the slide whistle. Uh, they can descend by blowing on the whistle. Uh, while in the air, they cannot move without the aid of the flute. So they can only they can only go up and down with an accompanying pew pew. <laughs> I want to thank Andy for that one sincerely. <laughs> That's that is very good. That is very good. Okay, now we have to accord. 
we have to incorporate those into a murder mystery, which is, uh, I'm not going to say the hardest thing I've ever done, but. You really brought me on for a fun one here. This is a, this is a wacky, this is a wackadoozle. I feel like Clary Starling was just called in to like deal with Hannibal Lecter and Buffalo Bill. Um, <laughs> fuck, make it work. Uh, okay. Okay. The, the misenchanter beast being set loose inside. I imagine him being like a pet of the king or something to that effect. He is uh he's a lovable scamp of sorts. Mm-hmm. The the king likes to have around just to fuck with people. Just to kind of oh it turned your thing into another thing. Oh whoops a doodle and and our our assassin has as as uh craftily using this beast to uh turn a normal normal piece of food or something else the king is going to eat into a various poison. Oh damn. So I imagine I imagine our party are bringing, bringing, you know, they're coming to the king and they're they're having dinner with the king. They get an audience somehow or another to to let him know what's going on. But our mischievous uh, uh, assassin has planted a the the misenchanter beast in he the the thing usually has a disenchanter beast, but he's replaced it with a misenchanter Ooh. beast in order to really fuck everything up and uh, and put some poison on that effect. Damn. Okay. 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 And so like and and so. If we're following an investigative trail, because if, if we approach this from a Phoenix Wright scenario where you've been put on trial for murdering the king, of course they're going to say, now, if you insist that you're innocent, we're going to give you 24 hours to prove that you're, <laughs> you are in fact innocent. <laughs> so go buck because wild. Because that's how the law works. That's how the law works. Uh, so maybe, maybe there's some tracks that lead back from this, uh, informant back to the pen where this thing's normally kept. Uh, uh. and you can tell very easily that it's the wrong one because instead of being a blue camel with an elephant's trunk, it is a purple elephant with a camel's hump. <laughs> so, so now how does, how does that work? I don't know. That's not my job. I'm just an ideas man. I'm just throwing shit at the wall. Zentarim. I'm just going to slap my Zentarim card down. Because when I hear fancy magic beasts that we're able to do swapsies with, I think this informant works for the the D and D Forgotten Realms crime syndicate, the Zentarim. Um, yes, they, in my opinion, they are do. great for like taming or domesticating, hanging on to weird exotic animals like you would associate with a mob. So, like a pet basilisk, a pet disenchanter. You know, the practical uses of a pet disenchanter are. A bit beyond me. I don't really know why a mob boss would have that as opposed to a basilisk. What are the practical uses of a pet Bengal tiger? Uh, I mean, looking badass. And does a purple elephant? Does a purple elephant with a camel's hump not also kind of look badass? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no. It sounds kind of lame. Sounds kind of weird. No, uh, oh, it just looks like an elephant with a tumor. I get it, yeah, but it's... that's not the point. <laughs> Okay. It's different. It's unique. And that's all that counts in this Okay, world. fair enough. Fair enough. Unique. You, you got me. Okay, it's unique. It's unique. Just saying Giovanni didn't have like a like a fucking diglet. Giovanni had a Persian. A, a beautiful exactly. beast. Exactly. This is a beautiful beast. And this one is not a beautiful beast. This one is supposed to be the best of his breed. It's unique. Mm-hmm. It does you know, a mis- a disenchanter. Uh, that thing will only take away magical effects. This one can grant magical effects. It's special. It'll do all sorts of fun things. And he could show it off and yeah. it could do some fun like, ooh, it turned my water into wine. This is fun. Little do you know it's going to turn your food to poison. <laughs> okay. Okay. This this beast is going to get loose on the feast itself. On the feast itself. Or maybe it just touches a thing and turns it into a bomb. I don't know. I can think so like, 
I'm imagining it wants to take magical items and swap the enchantments. So like any any enchanted foods, any any sweet ambrosia waters or whatever the fuck, this thing's gonna take anything that exists magical that's edible. It's gonna swap it into something that's probably bad for the king. Um, you know the king. You know the king because they they live in. This is a rundown town. This is not a this is not a highfalutin place. This is not a, a place that gets the fancy stuff of the world. So of course you're casting prestidigitation or whatever other various cantrip you can cast that makes the thing smell better, makes the thing look better. You're you're gonna be doing those minor magical effects, and I'm just gonna make it poisonous now. I feel twice as bad for not not only is the king. I mean, clearly fearing for his life, but he's also apparently the king of Shitsville, it sounds like. My hey, court jester has to murder, the court. You, you don't start your assassinations with the king of the high place, all right? You start low, okay. you work your way up. Yeah, he's a cadet Zentarim agent, so he's... <laughs> obviously, this isn't a foolproof... Like, look at the plan this guy has concocted. You're not unleashing <laughs> this on, like, the king of Stormwind or something. You're you're going to start small and work your way yeah, up, and this okay. is his harebrained scheme. He's not a scabs cutter butter. He's a... He's a... Uh, he's... <laughs> And it's he's all about the art of it, really. If he wanted to just kill the king, you stab him. But no, this guy's got to make a whole yeah, show. No. A Rube Goldberg. He's got to make a whole to do. Oh my God! You know he's just waiting with his to to, to unload his master plan with its fourteen <laughs> steps in his mind palace. He just he wants to so bad. My first thought for the slide flute um, was, oh my God, this is a magic slide flute on this list. How did this happen? But my second thought that I needed for the show to work <laughs> was. Um, is this like an escape method? Is this like the, well, he wouldn't need to escape. I don't, I don't know. I mean, he's framing them. So shit. I mean, where does, do you have anything on the slide flute here? Cause where my, does the magic slide flute come? The magic slide flute is how the group is going to, uh, uh, do some stealthy investigating. Uh, you have to, you, you know, you don't expect to be able to get to the top of a building making weird whistling noises. No one expects that. You expect the fly spell. You expect silent incursion, not the weird whistling of an off-tune bird in the background. It's it's quite the stealthy endeavor to to announce your it, presence with a pew. Look, all right, I wasn't a fully fleshed out thought. All right, but I'm working here. I'm, I'll, uh, I'll play along with this. So let's say the gang has been thrown in prison, the setup to the adventure, you know, this is really like all of what we've talked about here has been the the opening text is like you guys are invited yeah. for dinner and bada bing, one thing leads to another. You've been framed for murder. You're in this jail cell. You're going to be executed on the, on the morrow. So you guys have a one night in the jail cell to try and break out, prove your innocence, whatever you got to do. Um, what if your jail cell? Because let's see, again, this is Shitsville. They can't afford bars. They can't afford <laughs> they can't afford you know bars. What they, <laughs> you know what they can't afford in Shitsville? A big ass hole to throw you in. They dig a big ass hole. And they put you at the bottom of the hole. And that's where you go to stay. And it's 30 feet up. You can't climb the hole. It's like the it's like the thing you gotta climb out. It's the prison in, in uh the Dark Knight Returns. It's, it's that <laughs> It's the, the one that Talia Al Ghul has to climb out of. And no one's going to climb out of it, but no one expects to get out of it with a magical slide whistle. In this hole, do they are are the are the players alone? Like are or are there is there like say an old man that's going to kind of like ray key your fucking vertebrae back in place? 
Oh, no, there's a motley crew down in the hole. Are you kidding me? The hole is half the adventure. You're meeting the people, you're uncovering, you got because you got to find the magical slide whistle. And rumor has it, old man Carruthers is the keeper of the magical slide whistle, but you got to do his three quests to unlock it from him. How many quests does he have at the bottom of a hole? There's a lot of problems at the bottom of the hole, Spencer. This is a it. big ass hole. I believe it. Chief and foremost is you're at the bottom of a hole, but you've also got like Toby hasn't hasn't been using the shower bucket, and God does he reek. No. Um, no. You've I need I need you to uh, to liven my spirits. Please tell me a tale of my homeland that inspires me. I don't know. <laughs> Some moles are encroaching on our territory. I need you to fuck them up. <laughs> I need you to kill three gnolls, please. I, I mean, <laughs> I, they bring me their hides. <laughs> of course they are. They're the street gang underground. Are you kidding me? How big is this hole? This sounds like a massive hole if you've got, like, ghettos down in it where the gnolls hang out. <laughs> Have you seen The Dark Knight Rises? There I, are lots of holes. I, it's a big hole. Admittedly, it's been a long time. But you did. It has been a long. Yeah, no one should have watched that movie. I did again. not I rewatch it. It's fine. Um, I, I rewatched enough YouTube clips of it to remember. Man, they really had like a weird thing going where all of the cops, every Gotham cop, all at once went into the sewers at the same time, and nobody yeah. said, "Should we do a second draft on this one, or <laughs> maybe have a B team?" It's. I think maybe <laughs> maybe send two or three in. Just to scope it out. <laughs> no, no, no. If you're going to do something, you do it right. and You send the whole damn squad. You send them all in at once, and they really just kind of locked the door behind him. That was, it's, if anything, makes it more apparent that Heath Ledger died and they scrapped the entire script they had for that movie and rewrote it in one night. It's that. That's, that is, that's all the evidence Here's the you thing. Need. They learned from watching the Ninja Turtles and the Power Rangers. You don't send one guy at a time at the bad guy. You rush him. You bum rush him and he won't see you coming. <laughs> so when they all got down there, were they going to do the video game thing where like all of that, they're only going to fight him one at a time. And so Bane's going to take on one cop at a time as all no, of the other 10,000 watch. Thing. They were going to do the smart thing and all 500 of them were going to cap him one after another and be like, look, we got the guy. We did it. It was a good plan. It just lacked the foresight of what if anything possible went wrong. <laughs> so Nikki Six, the leader of this Motley crew down here, has the little slide flute. And we're uh, uh, we're going to earn that from him by accomplishing his three trials. We go whoop as everyone chants, <laughs> chants the sacred song as you fly up <laughs> yeah. to the top. And it's just all of them emulating the noise. They've never been able to hit the right tone to get it to go. You have to be a savant. You have to, oh, mm, well, if your party doesn't have a bard, you're fucked. No one's playing this thing. And, and I'm assuming as you're doing this, uh, so okay, so that's going to form a terrible choir of a, a horrible <laughs> asynchronous mm -hmm. choir of people emulating it. Um, and so with that foul siren song, you're going to reach the top of the pit. And I'm assuming nobody's been on guard duty. It's Shitsville. Don't don't even throw people in the pit and then go home. That's the benefit of the pit. You don't have to guard the pit. Exactly. It's the pit. Exactly. You're saving on you're saving on labor costs. You're saving on maintenance costs. You're saving on all sorts of costs. You just need a guy to throw down the gruel once a day and you're fine. If we're thinking about it, they can't afford bars. Can they afford guards? Is this 
No, that's you don't have to pay him. It's a it's a gig job. You just you get you pay a DoorDash guy one you're a, a ye oldie DoorDash guy once a week to go throw some gruel down in the pit. That's all you got to do. That's an easy thing. But you're not even paying him benefits. Somebody had to arrest you though. Somebody had to arrest you and put you in the pit. Who who was that? Is my oh, question. It's a, it's a people. It's a people's militia. It's, oh, okay. a, it's an organized com. It's a, it's a commune organization. The volunteer now, they force. have a king, which defies the whole commune, but. You takes the good, you takes the bad. Well, he's a king, everybody. I, there has to be one unifying force in Shitsville, and if it's not just a sense of endearment, a Great Depression sense of endearment that exists within all of them, it is that charismatic king of Shitsville. It is. Who who needs to be snuffed out by the Zentarim to kind of remind everyone but, that nothing's well, of sacred? Course. Because they've realized, the Zentarim have realized, you know what's at the bottom of the hole? The bottom of the hole is filled with gemstones and all sorts of things that you can mine. They got to get at the hole. They got to get a whole monopoly going here. And their plan to do that is to uh, frame a bunch of people for murder, um, potentially kill the king, and then once there's no king of Shitsville, we can just move in and take over this whole operation. Because there's no one guarding it because they don't have guards. It's very true. Okay, I'm getting why this guy is the cadet in the Zentarim. And so you're going to slide whistle your way out of the pit and then there's got to be some kind of cookie, you know, cookie crumb trail that we're going to follow that that pins the tail on the Zentarim. We find the guy that's responsible for all this. We tell the king, hooray, hurrah, we save the day. Um, well, the king is dead. The king is dead. Oh, okay. So we went, when we said attempted, the king did die. Okay. So. Oh, maybe not. Okay. So maybe not. Maybe he didn't maybe die. Maybe he did. I maybe he know. didn't. I assume. Maybe you're telling the king. Maybe you're telling the king's wife. Maybe you're telling um, the uh, surrogate king. Which is the charismatic town guardsman who's taken over. Thank you. Yes. The Barney Fife. You're going to tell him what's going on. Yes. <laughs> and then this town will be liberated from, from having a king. They'll realize they don't need any hierarchical uh, leadership organizations and they will lead themselves. <laughs> yes. This is with the all the conclusion. newfound gold and gemstones at the bottom of the pit. Yes. Nathan, this, why haven't we brought you on before? We've reached the natural conclusion <laughs> and found a sound moral tale at the end of this. <laughs> so, so let's talk about this little cookie crumb trail. And I think we'll be, I think we'll be all set. Um, the, the disenchanter beast, which was the, the fan favorite of the king was swapped out with a misenchanter beast. And that thing fucked up the buffet table. So, Maybe this tampering was done before the, maybe it was done before the feast, maybe not. Um, when we're talking about the plans, like what what the, the party was framed for, was the party framed, is there documentation that frames them for like uh, 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 buying or or buying at auction uh, this, this misenchanter beast? Oh yes, there's a bill of sale for a, <laughs> for a, a defective disenchanter beast and it's marked defective only does poisons not good <laughs> that's a really specific stamp i just want to point out but i feel like you would want to know these kind of things very true very true i just feel bad for the guy that labored away at that rubber stamp and got to use it once exactly he really got, he thought he was gonna get a lot he really of got his money's worth out of that one <laughs> the uh uh so they've got that bill of sale now they need to track back to uh they need to track back to where that that misenchanter beast actually came from. I'm wondering if maybe they yes. can follow some strange hoof prints or the cart that it was brought in on. Maybe that's going to lead back to uh uh a little a little Zentarim hideaway like a little a secret cuz they got their little they got their speakeasies or what have you. 
Maybe we're going to find one of their uh, hideouts, just a, a safe space, yeah. safe room, whatever. Um, which which is which is, is your explosive combat scene because everybody has to yes. fight this. You've busted in on them. You got you got to break out, have a little a rogues a rogues gallery fight and a shootout at the OK Corral. Um, which there you're going to find maybe some more indicate you're going to find the mining equipment they got set up. You're going to find some of the letters yeah. or you're going to overhear the conversation. I think that's it. You got to get the smoking gun tape where you've got the the cadet on the stone of far speech with his boss. He's like, nah, boss. So here's how it's going to go down. We're going to get to the mine. We're going to kill the king. We're going to, we're going to own this town. And so once you've got your motive explicitly spelled out for your players, you have your explosive fight scene. You bring back some of this evidence uh, of the Zentrium hideout. Hooray, hurrah, you've been exonerated. Nate, does this sound open and shut? Is there an element we're missing here? I I don't, I, I honestly, I'm going to say it, this is bulletproof. Bulletproof. And no, but nothing, no holes can be punched in this story. It is perfect. Also, the pit could just be an old abandoned mine that they've sealed off and left to be, uh, uh, that would make a lot more yes. sense than just a giant than pit. Than just a big hole. It is just an abandoned mine. <laughs> That they thought they had, uh, they thought they had, you know, run dry, but actually the mother load is just underneath, and they hadn't dug far enough, and that's what it is. That makes a lot more sense than this town dug an extravagantly like, large hole. Like they they were in the the middle of a quarry, the world's largest dig for buried pirate treasure, and they stopped just ten feet short of the damn thing. Just ten feet short, just ten feet short, and that gold is enough to bring Shitsville back up to its old. It's old glory. Restore, restore the peace. There's enough money for everybody. We don't need no, no gods, no masters. Polish that shitsville into a diamond. So, ladies and gentlemen, one shot, one quill is never done. We've never finished an episode without having a name, except for that one time we did, and that was a fuck up. But Nathan, what are we gonna call this one? Oh God, this is where I, this is where I'm out of my element. Um, it is always oh the guest's God. privilege to have first dibs at the name. Oh dear! Uh, the lost mine of Fandelver. No, no, can't use that one. Somebody got there first. God damn it! The secret treasure under Shitsville. Ooh. Okay, we're getting closer because we've started with the town it actually takes place in. What if we did uh uh the secret of the Shitsville pits? <laughs> the misadvent the well because it's a misadventure piece. The misadventure in the Shitsville pits. Misadventure in the Shitsville pits. Okay. That's it. That we've done it. We've done it. We've done it. Welcome everybody to the end of an ep- I'm so bad at this part. The end of a one shot one <laughs> quill episode. You've made it. You did it. If you would like to send a suggestion, uh, a a premise, a item, what have you, you can tweet us at dndpod, a handle that we secured like six years ago and have sat on until we thought of this podcast. How no one has tried to poach that from you at this point is beyond. I, you should be rich off of that. Sh- IP. We should. Someone, someone really should have DM'd us and offered to buy it, but uh, no, never, never happened. Um, we want to thank uh, Morgan the Bard for our theme song, "Ala Tavera del Gulier." That may not be the right pronunciation, but I did one hundred percent emulate the way Ben says it, so I think I get points for that. That um, works. Emulation is the best form of flattery. Of course, we want to thank everyone that has sent in suggestions already. You are wonderful. We love you. Uh, we want to thank websites like Kassoon.com and uh, Bacob's Blessed Blog, where we've taken a couple quest prompts uh, to pad out our list. And once again, you know where to find us. Message us any new ideas. Rate and review us on iTunes. That's always appreciated. Thank you to those of you that have already. 
Um, Nate, would you care to plug anything? No, listen to this show more. It's great <laughs> and it's it's good fun. But if you want more of Nathan and I, you can find the Cock and Bull podcast, a comedy and history misadventure um, in Shitsville, more or less spiritually. Yeah, yeah, most of the time. Uh, we've covered everything from mad scientists uh, to a, a lately a little bit of a holy man spree, a spree of two. Um, <laughs> And we'll continue that spree again sometime soon, I'm led to believe. But Sometime, I believe it. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Please continue to stay tuned for Tuesday episodes, and we will, uh, we will catch you next time. <laughs>